0: It's Wednesday, May 31st, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. Pastor Marco's here with you. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I know the week started off a little late at that Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a great time with that. Uh, But we're diving back into the text together, middle of the week, and uh, hope things are going well. Whatever you are doing this week, working, hanging out with family, getting ready for vacation, whatever you're doing, I pray the Lord blesses you, that you find joy and peace in Him, and I pray that your love for Jesus would grow deeper and deeper every day. Uh, This daily devotional is part of that. It's an opportunity for us to dive into God's word together and for you to grow in your love for Jesus. So let's look together. Isaiah chapter 57. I'm going to read the entire chapter and share some thoughts. Isaiah chapter 57, starting in verse 1. The righteous perish, and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away, and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. But you, come here, you children of a sorceress, you offspring of adulterers and prostitutes. Who are you mocking? At whom do you sneer and stick out your tongue? Are you not a brood of rebels, the offspring of liars? You burn with lust among the oaks and every, under every spreading tree. You sacrifice your children in the ravines and under the overhanging crags. The idols among the smooth stones of the ravines are your portion. Indeed, they are your lot. Yes, to them you have poured out drink offerings and offered grain offerings, and view of all of this, should I relent? You have made your bed on a high and lofty hill. There you went up to offer your sacrifices." Behind your doors and your doorposts, you have put your pagan symbols. Forsaking me, you uncovered your bed. You climbed into it and opened it wide. You made a pact with those whose beds you love, and you looked with lust on their naked bodies. You went to Molech with olive oil and increased your perfumes. You sent your ambassadors far away. You descended to the very realm of the dead. You wearied yourself by such going about, but you would not say it is hopeless. You found renewal of your strength, and so you did not faint. Whom, whom have you so dreaded and feared that you have not been true to me? and have neither remembered me nor taken this to heart. Is it not because I have long been silent that you do not fear me? I will expose your righteousness and your works, and they will not benefit you. When you cry out for help, let your collection of idols save you. The wind will carry them all off. A mere breath will blow them away. But whoever takes refuge in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. And it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the road, remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse them forever, nor will I always be angry. For then they would faint away because of me, the very people I have created. I was enraged by their sinful greed. I punished them and hid my face in anger, yet they kept on in their willful ways. I've seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will guide them and restore comfort to Israel's mourners, creating praise on their lips. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. The wicked are like the tossing sea which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. There has been a shift in the book of Isaiah, and it's it's now bouncing back and forth between the life of the righteous and the life of the unrighteous. And what we're learning in these chapters here is that in this life, the righteous may in fact deal with suffering. They may even die at the hands of the unrighteous. But there's this fascinating little statement. Don't you understand that those who die, they enter into peace, and they enter into peace and they are being spared from evil. You see, when when the righteous die, when believers die, we enter into what the book of Hebrews calls our eternal rest. It is our our final Sabbath. We enter into a restful, peaceful time with God as we are prepared for the new heavens and new earth. You see, we enter into paradise, we enter into heaven, but that heaven is not our final destination. It will, it will culminate in a new heavens and a new earth, but, but all of it is described as a rest where we are now spared from evil. We no longer have to see it. We no longer have to look at it. We are able to embrace rest and peace. But while we're here and we see our brothers and sisters in Christ suffering, while we see them going through hardship because of the unrighteous, and the unrighteous, they look like they're doing fine. They're comfortable. They're peaceful. They're enjoying their lives. They're even doing some good works to make themselves feel good about themselves. We look at that and we say, how in the world is this fair? That the righteous perish and the unrighteous, they can keep on living and enjoying life. God says they'll never actually be at peace. There is no peace for the wicked but that God is the peace for those who are suffering, for the lowly and the contrite, for those who see their own sinfulness and repent and and come back to Jesus, for those who are humble before him, not resting in their own strength, their own riches, their own ability to create their own false sense of rest. No, those who find a true rest in Jesus, they are comforted. They are restored. They are guided. They are healed. As we go through this life, we will find ourselves jealous of people who don't follow Jesus because their lives look so much better. They do. They're not They're not trying to figure out how they're going to give to the work of the church, to the work of the kingdom. They're not worried about giving to that. They're about giving to themselves. They're not worried about working in a moral and fair way. They're about getting ahead. They're not about faithfulness. They're about immediate pleasure. And it looks like it's working out because they're the ones with the big houses and the cars and the vacations to places we'll never see. But God says, no, 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 no. They're not really at peace. They'll never really at pe- be at peace because I am the true peace, God says. I am peace and they are walking away from me towards themselves. They will only find destruction. They will only find more wickedness. They will never be at peace. But you, brother and sister Christian. Though there may be hardships, though there may be suffering and struggle, true peace is ours because God himself, God himself comes to the lowly, to those who have a contrite spirit. He comes to us. He says, I love you. I'm with you. I will restore peace. I will comfort. I will heal your wounds. And then when we die, we enter into that rest, a sweet rest with our father, With Jesus Christ, as we await the resurrection of our bodies and an eternal life in a new heavens and new earth, all of this is ours. Rest in Jesus, brothers and sisters. Let's pray. Father, it can be so easy to be jealous of what the world has, so jealous that we even start to pursue it for ourselves. God, would we not be jealous of them? Instead, would we rest in you? Would we be contrite and lowly, embracing humility and repentance, knowing that you come alongside us as we repent. You come alongside us as we seek to serve humbly. And you bind up our wounds, wounds that this world sometimes piles on. You give us a deep abiding peace, a peace that this wicked world would never understand. That you guide us in this life so that we are never alone. You do this by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we just celebrated Pentecost this past Sunday, the giving of your Spirit, who is our comforter and our guide, the one who heals and restores. Would your Holy Spirit be at work in our lives, pointing us towards Jesus and away from the things of this wicked world that might might often pretend to bring us peace, but just bring more chaos? Guide us towards righteousness for your name's sake and away from the wickedness of this world, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. Got two more this week. Right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.